Well, it's been yet another huge week of news. We've seen massive announcements from both Hello World and APT yesterday. Carnival is selling ships and a controversial open letter that was published in Travel Daily this week. So let's get stuck in. I'm Bruce Piper. And I'm Anna Piper. And this is Travel Daily News on the Fly. So Bruce, let's start with APT. Yesterday they announced a huge restructure, including the departure of longtime Chief Commercial Officer Deb Fox. What's happening there? Deb Fox would have to be one of the most respected people in the Australian travel industry. And to me and many other people, APT just isn't going to be the same without her. But of course, as we all keep saying, these are unprecedented times. And unfortunately, in some cases, that demands unprecedented measures. Chris Hall, who's staying in his role as MD of APT's parent company, Australian Pacific Holdings, or APH, is clearly having to make some really tough calls. And while I'm sure Deb's massively disappointed, having spoken to her yesterday, she's also pretty optimistic about the next chapter. And as for all of us, COVID-19 is a fact of life, she told me, and companies do need to make the right decisions at the right time. And has this come as a shock to the industry? I think it's certainly bringing home the fact that the world isn't going to look the same on the other side of this awful crisis. Businesses do need to make tough decisions, and even a giant like APT is no exception. They're restructuring to, I guess, right-size the business for the next stage. So do you think this restructure at APT is a sign of things to come? Will we see other prominent companies following suit? I think we're going to definitely see a lot more of this. Chris Hall isn't going to be a lone wolf in terms of having to make the tough calls. And in fact, we've already seen a lot of changes. Flight Centre's closing 428 stores and making lots of other changes in its global operations, including this week a new technology partnership with Livin Group on its day tour and activities offering, which will make things much more efficient, but also that means less staff numbers, I'd say. We've also seen the departure of Simon McKerney as head of Hello World in New Zealand. I think they say a Chinese curse is, may you live in interesting times. Well, that's certainly what we're going through. And speaking of Hello World, they've just announced a $50 million capital raising. What's the story there? I think Hello World's another company grappling with the harsh reality of COVID-19. Nobody expected things to be as bad as this for as long as this. And of course, there still appears to be no light at the end of the tunnel. So they're battening down the hatches, giving some institutions the opportunity to make a a few dollars by doing a share placement at a discount to the current price. And they're also tapping existing shareholders for more money to make up that $50 There were a number of interesting elements in their announcement including confirmation that 5% of their members have already decided to close. They've got about 2,500 franchisees across Australia and New Zealand, so that means more than 120 agencies or retailers are in the process of shutting down. We've seen one or two go into administration in the last few weeks, and not just Hello World, but the scale of these closures is another indication of how, despite JobKeeper and other measures, the industry just isn't going to emerge unscathed. And what else did they say in their announcement? Well, basically, the $50 million on top of their existing reserves is going to be enough to keep them going, even if travel demand remains very low, right until the end of 2022, which, you know, of course, everyone hopes is a worst-case scenario, and we're likely to see a recovery much sooner than that. But at the moment, their forecasting business will be down about 90% until September at least, and then start to gradually recover as borders begin to reopen. Uh, Hello World also, um, you know, a bit optimistic about opportunities to increase market share in the bricks and mortar travel agency segment, particularly given Flight Center is closing all those stores. And they also see future demand for more domestic and family travel, corporates picking up in the domestic market. And they also believe that there may be opportunities for agents to sort of facilitate travel, be more involved in a post-COVID world to ensure that travelers are doing the right thing. 
Something that I did find a bit curious was that with the capital raising, some of the major shareholders, including Qantas, are not going to participate, and that'll effectively dilute their stakes in Hello World. And even CEO Andrew Burns and Executive Director Chinsia Burns are only going to take up 70% of their allocation, a bit like the Flight Centre founders, who also didn't participate fully in that company's capital raising a few months ago. Something else just to mention is that operationally, I believe things are going to be a bit tricky for Hello World with the relocation of John Constable to the UK. Constable's basically head of all retail and commercial operations across Hello World, as well as air tickets, and everyone pretty much reports to him, apart from on the corporate side. And for personal reasons, Andrew Burns has confirmed that he's returned to Britain, and he can't come back at the moment, because he's not an Australian citizen or a permanent resident, although I would have presumed he should be able to get a sponsored visa, but that doesn't appear to be in place. Anyway, although according to the company it's totally business as usual, you'd have to think it's going to be pretty difficult to run things from the other side of the world in a completely opposite time zone. So that's going to be pretty interesting, I think. Well, we've moved on from meatballs, but we all still need a drink. We're discovering the world with a cocktail in our hand, so help us drink our way around the world. Send your cocktail recipes into cocktails at traveldaily.com.au and they might be featured in Travel Daily and Travel and Cruise Weekly. So moving on to cruise, it's been another busy week there too. You're not wrong. Uh, clearly, it's pretty tricky for the whole cruise industry at the moment. We've seen Carnival Corporation do an update confirming that it's now planning to reduce capacity by selling a total of 13 ships so far. They didn't say which ones, but then later in the week, Holland America confirmed it would be reducing its fleet by four vessels, and I'm sure further details of other ships going are going to emerge soon. On the local scene in cruise, we saw the announcement of a new job for Monique Ponfort, who's leaving her role as Regional Vice President of Ponant to take on the CEO role with Aurora Expeditions, where Rob Halfpenny recently resigned. And look, it's a big move for Monique and definitely going to see her uh, change into a more operational role with Aurora right in the middle of massive growth before COVID hit. Uh, they've got one ship in operation, the Greg Mortimer, which was sort of the centre of a COVID-19 controversy. The Sylvia Earl is coming next year, and they've also got a third new build in the works, I believe. But also, interestingly, Ponant said it wasn't going to replace her role at this stage, with uh, Chairman Serena Bratton continuing to provide overall guidance for the region and some of the Vice President responsibilities being shared by Deb Corbett, Head of Sales. And finally, I saw we had a heap of feedback about the discussion paper that was published in Travel Daily this week. What was that all about? Yeah, this was an open letter to AFTA and the industry from one of our readers who I think, like many of us, is feeling pretty overwhelmed by the situation. They wanted to remain anonymous, and I guess in these social media times, that's pretty wise. Uh, there has been some sort of personal criticism in the Facebook comments. Anyway, it was basically a discussion paper urging the industry to take their head out of the sand and face the grim reality of COVID-19. Uh, it's pretty depressing reading, I have to say. And so given the controversial nature of the letter, why did you decide to publish it? Well, I see our role as reporting the news without fear or favour, and I definitely wanted to give voice to this very passionately held opinion. It's definitely sparked a lot of healthy debate, and there's been a lot of commentary and feedback on both sides of the argument. I had a great phone call with uh, one equally passionate agent in response earlier today who was really critical that our anonymous contributor had effectively put up the white flag. This agent said he'd been in the industry for 55 years and said no virus was going to stop him now. 
The letter writer might have given up, but he certainly wasn't going to. Anyway, it's been great to spark some debate, and let's hope some constructive outcomes happen as a result. Uh, we did also get a bit of in input uh, from that letter about a comment right at the end about destination training, which was part of a postscript to the discussion paper. A bunch of agents said they definitely value the opportunity that COVID-19's quietness had led them to work on their business, and they were absolutely lapping up the various training programs, webinars, and other opportunities that have emerged. So, yep, plenty of arguments on both sides of the fence there. And what do you think's going to happen next then? Well, we're all waiting with bated breath for uh, next week's promised statement from the government about what's going to happen when JobKeeper runs out. I was at an event this week with AFTA CEO Darren Rudd and the MP for Barara, the federal MP Julian Leeser, who said he didn't have any details at this stage, or certainly wasn't letting on that he had any, but he expected that support would continue, but in a slightly different form, with companies having to apply for funding rather than it happening automatically. At that event, he also definitely heard loud and clear from the, the travel agents and tour operators present about their concerns. So let's hope that gets through to the highest levels in Canberra. And until we hear more, it's just a matter of wait and see, I guess. Yeah, I guess we just need to watch this space. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Keep up to date with your daily newsletters from Travel Daily and from Cruise Weekly. And once again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. We'll be back next week with more news on the fly.